creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey McLeddy and I'm building my company, McLeddy Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Micheletti podcast. And today we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. And that is the importance of taking action. Why is it so important to take action? And I'm going to pull on the legendary man, the myth, the legend, Steve Jobs, the innovator of the cell phone. And he's the reason why we have these computers in our pockets that we can make so much money from. And he once said, ideas are worth nothing unless executed. They are just a multiplier. Execution is worth millions. So let's talk today about why it's so important to take action, especially if you're a young entrepreneur. Now, starting your business without thinking about what if it fails. When I first started my business, and it was about a year ago, um, August of 2022, I never once thought about what if this thing fails. And the reason why is because the only reason anybody would think about that is because they care about stability. They don't want it they don't, they don't want their life to be put out of place. They don't want to lose the stability of a normal job. They don't want to lose the stability that your savings or any of that provides for you. And I never thought about it that way because stability, truthfully, in my opinion, is fake. It's a figment of your imagination. What is stability? Your roof, your cash, all of it can be taken away from you in an instant, especially if you rent your home and you don't own it. So thinking about these things is only a delayer of the inevitable, which is you taking action. And no matter what happens, whether you decide to take that action or the action is taken for you, something is going to happen. So why not control the outcome? Because the other thing about stability is your job, right? And your new business is your new job. And what if it fails? You're out of a job. But what if you stay at your current job and you get fired? Like it's happened so much over the past few years. Facebook experienced massive layoffs. Apple didn't experience massive layoffs, but they still laid some people off. Spotify has laid off half of their workforce, if not more. So there's no job out there that provides true stability. You can get fired. So why not go for the upside if you're young rather than thinking about what happens if? It doesn't matter. Go take the action. Go see what happens. Now, I have a little bit of a different caveat than most people probably have. I was in a full-time job straight out of high school, so I was working, making about 20, 25 bucks an hour, which is good money for someone that's 20, 18, 19, 20 years old. And I decided not to go the college route because I was making good money. I felt like I was learning a lot for my job. And I decided that I was going to quit my full-time job to go the college route. And I'm going to put that in air quotes because it might, I might have said it was for college because I wanted to focus on college and not so much full-time, but it was really because I wanted to do this business. And as soon as I quit my full-time job, I decided to dedicate myself to my future, to my further education. I pretty much quit college after the first month to make, to go after my business. And the reason why is I ran through all these scenarios in my head and I was thinking, why do people go to college? People go to college because of stability. And if I'm a firm believer that stability isn't real, you create your own internal stability and that's what drives you forward, then why would I be going after this degree? If I'm starting this business, how can I honestly start this business with the expectation of pushing it forward and, and building it into this massive empire and go to college? College is so you can get a degree to go get a job somewhere. Your business is to create a long-term wealth-building asset that's going to drive you for future generations. So I decided to quit college because I didn't need the stability of a degree. I firmly believed that 
building these skills through my business was going to take me further than any degree ever would. So I stopped the college route and over the past year, I've been purely focused on building my business. And this past month, we officially broke the 10K revenue mark, not profit. Give me a couple months for that, but 10K in revenue, something that I never thought I would be able to achieve when I started this business. And I was going down the college route. I was expecting a couple grand maybe, but we've gotten there all because I decided to take action. Now that kind of leads us down this next rabbit hole of things. Because I talk to a lot of different entrepreneurs, people in different phases of business. Some people are in the millions of dollars range, making millions of dollars or making in the hun- multiple, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I've also talked talk to people who have no clients and have just started their business. And there's two different types of fears that I think stem from a similar place. One is the fear of failure and one is this fear of success. And I think it's important. Let's talk about the fear of failure first. I think it's important to note that failure is a pure figment of your imagination much like stability. You never fail. You only learn. You might fail 15 times, but the reason you failed 15 times is because you haven't learned the lesson yet. When you fail, understand that this wasn't a loss. This was just a learning moment. So if you take a step back and you analyze why you failed in this particular circumstance, you can learn from it. And the next time you go after this goal or whatever you're trying to achieve, you can do better the next time. All failure is, is lessons for, of success. You'll hear it from everybody that has achieved anything worth noting. They say that failure is necessary in order to win. Alex Ramosi has a quote where he talks about a concept where he says it takes a hundred no's to get that one yes. So when you're going and you're making your cold calls, you're sending out your marketing messages, you're doing these different things, expect 100 no's, but you will get that one yes Because you've gotten those hundreds of no's, you will learn from each one of the no's and get better the next time until you can get that one yes. So it's just important to note that failure is not real. So stop thinking of it that way. It's only your lessons so you can win when it's your time. And the other person that I want to talk about here is Andrew Tate. And he's an extremely controversial figure. I listen to a lot of people that have different thoughts around different things. Gary Vee and Andrew Tate are probably the people I listen to the most. And they're extremely contrasting on a lot of the things that they believe. But they both have great messages. And the message that sticks in my head the most from Andrew Tate in particular is when he says, work, 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 no results, but I'm a little bit better. Work, 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 no results, but I'm a little bit better. Work, 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 no results, but I'm a little bit better. And I'm sure he's not the only person that said this or coined this. He's like Winston Churchill, how every quote comes from him. But still, the way that he says it impacts me, and it's something that's always in my head. The reason that I think about this so often is because we want results like that. We think that because we've been working at this thing for six months to a year to two years, and we haven't been in that mansion or gotten that car that we want, that we failed. No, no. That six months, that year, that effort that you're putting in, that work that you're putting in is to make you better, is to, is to grab those skills that you need to achieve the levels of success that you need to. I was at a event in July. It was WealthCon, Ryan Panetta. It was a spectacular event. And there was this speaker named Brad Lee. And he went up there and he said something along the lines of, if you want to build a seven-figure business, you got to be a seven-figure person. So why would you expect after the first year of you being in business to build this multi-million dollar asset if you are a multi-million dollar individual? It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. You need to be great. You need to have the skills if you want to build something great and build something that can bring value. 
So the work that you put in, the failures that you embrace, these lessons that you learn is what turns you in to this badass individual that can build a badass business. So just think about that concept the next time that you that you suffer one of these setbacks. And I put that in quotes because setbacks are really just lessons. I really want you to just shift your mindset around those things. So don't let failure be the thing that keeps you from taking that first step towards action. Then I also hear people that are scared of success. And I'm not going to talk too much about this because I think that it is complete and utter bullshit. If you're scared of winning, get out of your own ego and understand that the only people that deserve the best things in life are the people that are going to go after spectacular goals. So if you're scared of, for whatever reason, of being the best because of all the, thing, all the criticism that's going to come with it, dude, get over yourself. Everybody is going to judge you. If you don't want to go after success because you don't want all the attention that comes from it, then what benefit are you putting towards society? What's your purpose in life? Don't be afraid of success for any reason. We're human beings and we're put on this planet to achieve something. So go after your greatest goals and don't give yourself any excuses. So I'm not even going to talk too much about that. I've heard a lot of people that have this imposter syndrome and all this and that. No, just take the action. Stop overthinking. Take step one before you start thinking about step 25. The thing that I want to use to wrap all of these concepts together is never assume the outcome of what's going to happen. You have to learn from your experiences. Don't Before you start that business, don't think that you know what's going to happen. Don't think, oh, well, it's going to fail because of X, Y, and Z reason. Or don't think, oh, it's going to succeed because of X, Y, and Z reason. Those can be reasons why not to take action. Those can be reasons to take too much action on the wrong thing. So instead, take the first step, learn from the failures, learn from the successes, and that action will lead to you becoming the valuable individual that you need to be to grow either this business or the next business or get whatever job that you want. So stop thinking too much about the outcomes and start thinking more about the action, which is going to lead to you gaining the skills to become an ultra valuable individual. Hey guys, so just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're gaining value from this, I'd love it if you would leave a review. I'm growing this completely organically, aka no ad spend, so it would be a huge help. Appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. Now let's go into the next concept that I want to talk about here. When it comes to building your business, a quote always comes into my mind. And if this, if I ever decide to start my second business, which I'm sure I will, I want to build a, per, a more purposeful business than this marketing route that I'm going down right now. This is mostly to build my skills. But when I decide to build my next business, and if I'm ever giving advice to somebody on building business, this is the thing that I tell them. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. The reason that I think about this is because when I first started this business, Michelotti Media, I understood what my limitations were and I decided to find the people that were going to fill the gaps, that were going to strengthen my weaknesses and make my weaknesses strengths in the business. I'm someone that moves really fast through everything. I have a bunch of ideas. I'm good at taking action, but sometimes I take the wrong action because I move a little bit too fast. I'm not organized enough and I can kind of stay stagnant because of that. So I decided to find people that were organized, that were a little bit more mild-mannered, 
that could balance me out. And I've had tiffs with people that I brought on that are too like me, that are too alike with my own mindset. It's part of the reason why I left my full-time job is because I was way too much like my boss. We butted heads because our strengths were the same. So I decided to find people that could fill in those weaknesses and create a more sustainable and scalable business, something where I could deliver a great client experience. So my business partner that I had back then, an extremely organized, mild-mannered individual, and I brought on my girlfriend to handle the video editing because I don't have a skill in video editing. If I tried to take that on just because I wanted the cash and wanted to take on what I was paying her into my own pocket, I would have failed. Maybe I could have gotten a few more clients and made money a little bit faster, but I wouldn't have scaled the business. I wouldn't have enjoyed myself. So understand what your weaknesses are and fill in those weaknesses with people that can buy in to you, the business and themselves. Now, I want to talk about the importance of taking action because when I first started the business, I had absolutely no experience in what I was doing. I kind of had an idea, but I really didn't know too much about what I was going to execute on. I'd never done it at scale before. So if you're thinking about starting a business, but you're afraid to do it because it's something you've never done, guess what? You'll learn. So bringing it back to the previous point, just take the action, build, bring the people on board that can help you win and keep you accountable. And don't let your lack of knowledge be the reason why you don't go after something that you want to. You will learn, especially if you embrace failure and you learn from them. Now, let's talk about the practical, the practicality of building the team around you so you can grow and scale your business. Number one is you need to know what you want the outcome to be for each position that you bring on board. If you're bringing a video editor on board, if you're bringing a social media manager on board, if you're bringing an admin position on board, someone to manage your finances and accounting, understand what the goals and expectations for that position are before you hire. Don't just hire because you think you need the position. If you're not able to set expectations and allow them to know how they're going to impact the business in a positive way, then there's no way that you can let them win because you're going to have to micromanage everything to make sure that everything is exactly the way you want it to be. And you're going to be learning as you go, which is really just going to hold your team back because your time needs to be spent on what you're best at, not micromanaging positions. So the one thing I wish I would have done better when I started my business was setting expectations and outcomes and understanding what I wanted my team to execute on rather than micromanaging every step of the process, which ended up just slowing us down and not allowing us to scale because I wasn't spending my time in the right places. And they didn't know how they could impact the bottom line, how they could impact the business because I didn't set clear enough expectations and outcomes. The next thing is hiring people that show commitment and dedication to all aspects of life and business. Sometimes you'll hire people, especially friends when you're starting your business, that jump on board because they love you. They're like, oh, I want to help you out so bad. I want to help you out. I'll hire me on board. I'll go, I'll go commission, whatever. But guess what? They're not going to get the best results because they don't know about the business. They're not, they might not be dedicated to themselves. You need to hire somebody on board that's dedicated to you the business, and their personal growth. They need to love you as an individual. They need to trust you as an individual and buy into who you are because of that personal relationship. If you're bringing a friend on board, they need to buy into the business and what you're looking to achieve through the business and almost most importantly, their own personal growth. If they buy into their personal growth, they will 100% impact your business in a positive way. 100%. The business is built by the people that are within it. So if you bring on people that are committed to being the best selves that they can be, 
they will impact the business in a positive way because the more badasses that you have in, the, in your business, the more badass your business will be in turn. So if you're bringing people on board, make sure that they're dedicated to you and even people that you don't know, when you're having that first interview with them, make sure that you vibe with them. Make sure you connect with them. If you, if you feel like you can build this personal relationship with them and you feel like they connect with you on a little bit of a deeper level than surface, then I guarantee they're going to be a longer term employee because they, they have another reason to work hard. They have another reason to stay on board, buy into the business, which is the outcome that you're looking to achieve, which is why it's so important to highlight why you started the business, to be able to articulate why you started the business and why you are looking to achieve great goals. If you're able to articulate that to your team, I guarantee that they will be way more bought in to what you're trying to achieve and they'll get better results. I just had a meeting with my team this week where I had to reiterate, I didn't have to, but I decided to reiterate the importance of what we're looking to achieve. And my team had smiles on their faces the entire time that I was going through this because it gets people excited to hear about these business outcomes and what you're looking to achieve. It gets them more bought in. So make sure that they're able to be bought into the business. And then lastly, themselves, make sure that they have some personal goals they're looking to accomplish. If they're, if they're chill with where they're at and they don't really care about growing, guess what? You're, you, you're getting the best out of them day one. They're not going to grow with you in the business. Do you want to run a business that doesn't grow? Or do you want to run a business that goes to the moon, that goes to Mars, that goes to the next universe? You want to build the best. So if you want to be the best, make sure that you're bringing on employees that can strive to be their best and want to strive to be their best. Now, to tie this all together, once again, I want to go over a concept that has been taught to me by my mom. It's been taught to me by other business professionals. It's been something that's in my ear all the time, and it's about choosing your hard. It's hard to be a solopreneur. It's hard to run a team. It's hard to work the job that you're working because you hate it. It's hard to start a business because there's more risk. Choose the hard. Running a team allows you to build something bigger than just yourself. It allows you to make more than money. It allows you to feel more fulfilled with what you're accomplishing. And if you want to take massive action, the best way to do it is to surround yourself with a team that also wants to take massive action. Think about this concept for a minute. If you have 12 hours, 12 working hours in your day, the rest of the 12 are spent eating personal hygiene, personal health, and sleeping. You have 12 hours that you can work on your business, that you can take massive action. But if you bring on an additional three people that can work eight hours, let's say eight hours, they're not going to work 12. They're not as bought in as you understand that they're working eight hours. That's an additional 24 hours per day of work that's getting done. So think about just that math, just the base level of math of how much faster and how much bigger your business can grow when that amount of action is being taken. You're literally like two to three Xing how much can get done in your business. So I am a big proponent of running a team rather than going at it yourself. So just completely understanding that you can only do so much when you're alone and you might be able to get through that first level of hard in business, which is getting your first couple clients, which is executing, getting some referrals, doing that thing all on your own. But what about each level of hard after that, that you have to get through, that you have to get past? What about the adversities that come with each different level of business? When you get your first five clients, Okay, depending on your business, that might be easy to execute on. Okay, I'm taking my calls here. I'm able to execute here. I can, I can do that in my 12-hour workday and maybe do some other things as well. But what about when you start to scale to 10 clients, to 20 clients? You can no longer handle that on your own and deliver an excellent experience. 
And also as you grow your businesses and as you're bringing in more money, different challenges will come your way. Do you have any experience managing finances? Do you have any experience handling volume of sales calls? Are you great at marketing? Do you have the time to do all those things and service your clients at a high level, which allows you to continue running your business, which allows you to continue bringing in that recurring revenue? The answer is probably not. So understand that, yes, you might be able to take that first level of action and break through that first barrier of hard, which is getting that first couple clients. But as you start to scale, as you start to make more money, there will be more challenging situations. And if you build a badass team underneath you and you buy into being a leader and you buy in to bringing people on board that have different strengths and are able to fill in the gaps of your weaknesses, you will be able to go to level 10 in the game rather than staying at level one or two. So that is all we have for today's episode of the Micheletti Podcast. I appreciate you guys for coming on board. I hope you got some value from it, especially if you're a beginning, beginning level entrepreneur. And I would love, love, love to hear you guys' feedback on what you want to hear more from this podcast. So without further ado, go hustle, get some cool shit done, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you very much.